seen a lot of podcasts too where they just do headsets. Headsets with, the mics. with mics so yeah. they don't have to worry about plugins and so like that might be something we have to look into going down the line here if we don't want to do these super raw <laughs> sounding uh, podcasts but I feel like the raw sounding podcast gives a little special feel. I think it does. I actually had a lot of people like reach out and be like, hey, it's kind of like I'm sitting there with you guys, kind of yeah. like BSing. So, which is what we like about other podcasts too, like how informal it is, but yet there is kind of like a foundational framework to it. But anyway, we'll see what goes on now. But hey, hey everybody, welcome to uh, episode two of Vets and Barbells. Wait, we made it to episode two? We somehow made it All right. to episode two. Um, thank you to everybody that so far that has uh, subscribed, liked, commented, uh, at least the one dude on YouTube. Thanks, Bob. Uh, I, sent sure. you a, I sent you a personal comment back, so thank you very much. Um, but yeah, no, it's been really good. Uh, again, guys, we, uh, we, we're still figuring it out. We apologize for some of the delays we had in uh, the different platforms that we chose. Uh, in fact, like, to show how out of our hands it is, um, we submitted, let's see, we recorded Monday, I submitted pretty much everything by Thursday. Thursday, which was a day late, I had things to figure out, I didn't realize that, like, without artwork, nobody will take you, I mean, Buzzsprout will, because that's, like, the main hub where everything kicks out, but, like, and that was Thursday the 10th, that was, like, yeah, and... And, and so I submitted to like Spotify, podcast, and YouTube, and today is now the what? The, the four, 14th. The 14th. And just two hours ago, I get the notification from the podcast world, will it focus? We are up. Finally on iTunes. Finally on iTunes. <laughs> Apparently they had to figure out, I guess, if, uh, if we were going to be controversial, if we were going to be explicit, if we were going to talk COVID and politics, which, you know... Stuff like that, enough is out in the world that I don't think it needs to be touched on. Nah. Um, my gym's no longer affected by it, you know, as far as quarantine and lockdown BS. But uh, and so, you know, we're we're getting by and we're we're moving we're moving forward. So it's it's pretty awesome. But uh, again, thank you to everyone so far that's kind of uh, picked us up and given us a listen. And we're gonna get after it today. So. Uh, last, you know, Kevin and I got talking, and last time um, we talked a lot about kind of our intro into the military, and he thought it'd be a good idea to kind of share more of uh, my side of what brought into to fitness, and kind of why I am where I am right now as far as my civilian career, um, which I'm all about. I can definitely go down some rabbit holes, and so I kind of pre I I called him ahead of time, to be like, hey, get some questions and like you know bumper rails ready, because you know I can go down some rabbit holes real quick. Um, if I'm not kept in check, so uh, so we're we're gonna see how this goes. Oh, on another note, I just forgot. Um, Kevin and I did do uh, a little uh, snippet videos individually that I did attempt to upload in time for 9/11. Let's just say, if anything, last week taught us our lesson. Everything is taking its time, so it'll be belated. But there is kind of like a 9/11. Little thoughts. Little thoughts that we wanted to, uh, a lot of personalized thoughts. that and, and we didn't do it together like we did here. We purposely filmed these separate away from each other and then, you know, uh, put it together to put out there. So uh, you get a little little bit of me and him, um, separate, different, but same, same. Yeah. But different. But same, same. All right. So where do you, uh, where do you want me to start off today? 
Uh, well, first, I was just thinking about this, looking in the video here. For those that are watching the video, Marcel, where are we? Oh, gosh. <laughs> we are in, we are in my little tiny uh, office that I had to build out in, uh, in, my, uh, in my gym. So we're in the office today uh, because the uh, uh, really good buddy of mine, uh, Dylan Tolbert, who um, he's a professional uh, MMA fighter here in the Jeff City, Central Missouri area. And he, uh, he and I work together and he trains a women's self-defense group every Monday and he kicks off kind of an MMA jiu-jitsu orientation kind of class um, every Thursday and Sunday evenings. And that's here. And that's right here. We've got a whole, actually like the back, almost third back quarter, back quarter of the gym is uh, all wall mats and, and floor pads that we keep very strictly cleaned. Um, but yeah, so they were kind of doing work with their group and so we just kind of decided to move in here so that we wouldn't get too much background sound. And if there's a hum, it's because I got this little tiny fan going because uh, that's the AC we got in this place is fans. <laughs> so Real fancy life. Real fancy. So yeah, all right. That's so, what we're at today. So now to kind of more kick into the whole like fitness and where you are and what you're doing with that. Yeah. Uh, first, we kind of touched base a little bit last week, but I'd like to go ahead and touch base on, I think, one more time. It's just um, about, tell us about about your place. When did you start it? When did, you know, what was your vision for it? What kind of options do you have available right now for people in case they're curious? Man, that's a really good question, actually. Um, so... I've been officially opened, uh, and again, we touched on it, but officially I opened my doors uh, 2020, uh, February 1st. We had a big grand opening, uh, a lot of foot traffic, that everything was going great. At a, a killer month one. I, w I mean, it, it overshot the, even the, the bare minimum that I expected uh, for the gym to do, um, which I was I just super blessed, super awesome. And then of course you know March first or you know the the beginning of March rolls around and we find ourselves as a nation in um, in the situation of quarantine. Yay. So uh, definitely had to figure it out as as we're taught to do in the military is pretty much adapt and overcome. And so pretty much you know and then when when did the quarantine get lifted? Like was it just. June? Like middle, middle June, late May, middle June, something like that. Yeah, so, you know. Good couple months. Yeah, so, I mean, if we think technicality, my gym's really only been open, like, three months, two and a half, maybe. So, to, to be what we're doing right now, to be what I'm doing right now, I, I'm, I'm still super grateful. I never got bitter during that time. It was just more of like, okay, hey, let's put our put our head down, put our shoulder to the wheel, and we got to push. So, uh, you know, so that's, that's kind of like that. But as far as what I envisioned this place, like once I figured out that I wanted to take um, all the years and the diligence and knowledge that I had put into learning about fitness, learning about the body, knowing how to move it and push it and put different stressors, and then just continuing to learn through other professionals and other friends of mine that, that take it just as seriously as I do, I realized that I wanted to take just all of that, all of these facets of, of fitness and health and wellness and just go f full circle with it. So uh, as far as what I'm set up to do right now, uh, it's very much like a little bit of everything. You know, I don't, the, you walk into the gym and it's, it's very much like that open concept. I've got a big squat rig, 
um, as far as multiple stations, a lot of open floor space, you know, like you would see in a CrossFit box. But I've also got like a free weight section. I've got, you know, a rack of dumbbells. I've got benches. Um, buttload of bumper plates. Buttload of bumper <laughs> plates, you know, and that was a blessing too. So thank you, Cody, uh, if you if you listen to this. And uh, yeah, my buddy Dakota that I trained with and, and uh, trained under at one point uh, out of college, um, he, he was a big... Uh, I wouldn't say investor, but you know he uh, he helped me get some equipment. That's why I had to go out to Virginia uh, on a road trip one time. But um, so I've got that, and I've, I've got a leg press. That was a huge blessing to get in here, and you helped me haul that thing in here. And um, so I mean, I'm getting little pieces of everything, and of course the MMA group. But um, my, you know, that's what I'm saying. So there's a lot of little different things. You know, I'm not all strongman. I'm not all CrossFit. I'm not all like just bodybuilder. You know, I, I don't really have any cardio equipment in here. Like, I've got an air bike. I say your air bike. My air bike is brand treadmill. new. Uh, the treadmill is now at my house for my wife to do cardio. Um, but uh, and then but the there's big, a nice running path outside. There is a great running path outside. In fact, the, the stretch of road we're on here on, on Apache Flats um, is actually just a, a nice place to run at. It is. You know, it's very straight, and it goes down to Binder Park, too. So if I'm feeling even a short or a long run, I'll just take my butt over there and, and just run binder lake and i mean it's gorgeous and you can hit some of the wood trails exactly um and the big purchase this year will be uh, a rower nice that'll be the next thing i get in here i'm not really going to go skier i was actually telling somebody that today i'm not going to buy a skier it's it's very much a, a, a piece of niche equipment that's kind of like it's gucci if you have it but it's not like necessary but there's like yeah. between the air bike and a rower row machine it's there's so many right there. there's so many different things you can do with both of those that it's it's pretty legit so that's kind of being the big one but why i'm going down this list of pieces of equipment is because like my ultimate vision and again somebody with probably more money is going to beat me to it around here and i don't really care but um is i really from the beginning my vision was to take all these years of experience of what i love to do and cr essentially create a performance training center you know um is to just help people find a place where they can come and know that they're going to not only have the tools and equipment necessary, but also have knowing that they have the staff available to not just get healthy and, and fit, but to literally perform, mm -hmm. like to perform in life, to perform in a sport, to perform in a hobby. Um, because like, you know, like it says, like, you know, fitness and athletics, like, yes, everyone can get fit and the same thing is true everyone can be athletic like we don't have to just i feel like we say athletics or athletes and we feel like we're only talking in a context of like sport athletes yeah but here's the issue like our ancestors hunting freaking mammoths and saber-tooths like those were primal athletes like you had to hunt down an animal that could tear you to shreds or stomp you to bits and you had to be more than capable to take that thing down. Now, granted, we don't have to do that anymore. I mean, there are, you know, there's still a large percentage of the U.S. that do still hunt, but we don't hunt to the same degree. Oh, no. You know, our, our, we, the world as a whole has become so much more um, entitled to these, uh, depending on what part of the world you live in, these privileges of, like, not having to gather, be a gatherer or yeah. a hunter. You know, um, and, and that's great. That's great that we've come that far as a society. But the thing is, you can still work to perform yourself within life. You know, like I'm working with my, my brother-in-law, and we've only been working with him for probably about, I want to say like 
two and a half, three weeks. He had to go on vacation there a little bit ago. But just between like two weeks of working with him to try to get him closer to his uh, sustainable goals, um, they went to the beach. He had to go on a long, you know, kind of a hike to get to that beach. And he came back and he just said his mind was blown that after taking it seriously for two and a half weeks or so, that he could do that hike and he could run on the beach with his kids and he could do all these other things. And while, you know, he hasn't dropped a ton of weight and he hasn't, you know, reached these like extreme goals that people want to see so fast, mm -hmm. the thing is like he had the energy, he had the stamina that he had built up to, to be able to just do more with his family. And I feel like that mindset is lost nowadays because we're always in our phones, we always think we're busy, and I catch myself too that, you know, sometimes I don't take as much time with my kids as I should, and the thing is, I'm full well and capable to, you know, and so I check myself a lot, and so going back off of this tangent here is, to be athletic and to be fit, I feel like should be everyone's goal. Like, I don't expect everyone to want to power clean, or to want to deadlift heavy, but like, if you're coming to me and you're like, hey, like, I have to lose weight, but I have to get stronger because of X, Y, Z, whether it's job, family, hobby, whatever, you know, wedding, you know, I got a wedding coming, you know, whatever it is, it's like, look, performance is going to be a part of that. And I just feel like sometimes people lose that. They're like, oh, it's just losing weight or I just want to get stronger. And that's fine. And and again, this goes back to like whatever your goals are. Like again, this is this just pertains to what people's goals are. But due to my experience and my history, when someone comes to me and wants me to train them, I take the experience of training athletes and training people to perform at that next level that they're ready for, and I make I make that a part of their progression. Yeah. You know, and I feel like every good coach. I'm not saying I'm the only one to do it because I've met a lot of friends and a lot of good people that they do the same thing. They have their own mindset on it, and that's cool, and I respect that. And the same thing with, like, it kind of, like, blows my mind sometimes when, like, people, like, don't want to go to another gym because they're afraid of what their friends or family may think of them if they go to a certain place, mm -hmm. even though they don't want to go to this other place. You know what I mean? And I'm like, well, what does that matter if you're trying to reach your goals? If you feel like you can go do your, your goals at gym X, and even if it's not mine, like, I, I don't care, you know, but they feel like they can take something from one place and move it to another and keep getting better, I'm all for that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and, I, well, and I'm sure also what you're, I think what you were trying to hit on earlier was that when it comes to, like, working out or going to the gym, it's not about... You don't have to be the super athlete out there or even want to become the super athlete. As long as you're going to better yourself, mm -hmm. whether if that's just something as simple as, like you said, your brother-in-law, just where he was able to go on a hike and feel still feel fine and not feel like, oh, my gosh, what did I just do? I'm, yeah. I'm hurting. I feel like crap. Simple as that. Yeah. It, it Going to the gym is not about, oh, let's get in there and lift the heaviest weights and crap. It's... You know, if you want to go to Planet Fitness, there's nothing wrong with that. That's if that's the if that's the right atmosphere for you, and if that's what gets you motivated to be able to just better yourself, better in yourself, simply to just to make yourself happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that what you just hit there is like, what's gonna make you happy, with without harming you, because there's yeah. there's. Yeah. 
things out there that can make a person individually like happy, you know, as far as substances or, you know, whatever. But, you know, if, if it makes you happy and it doesn't harm you. And it, there's last time I like, when did I, when did I hear like, I've never seen someone get fat from eating too many greens, like vegetables. You'll get bloated. Sure. But yeah. Like it's going to be good for you. Like all the fiber you'll get bloated. I mean, the gases or whatever. As it digests. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you did. You did. Um, but exactly. Um, and I must say a thought I just had when you mentioned something was, oh yeah, this is it. So like my personal opinion on like being, being a coach and a trainer, um, kind of falls in the same line as like being that medical professional is if you really care about your, your patients, your clients, your athletes, you should be working yourself out of a job. You should be investing all your knowledge and time and networking into helping that person um, progress and get so free from their limitations that they don't need you anymore. That you have imparted to them everything you can, kind of, you know, you, you've essentially become a force multiplier. Mm-hmm. You have taken what you have or your team say, like I bring on a team of trainers and we, you know, we do this whole thing or we do this group, and and we just, you know, I, would, I shouldn't say fire hose, but we just we share everything we can, and it's received, and they take it, they internalize it, they they find what works for them, and then they they're like, dude, thank you, I know what to do now in life. And they go forth. Yeah. Because you're not, you know, due to life, finances, work, where you live. You know, I've ha- I've lost clients just because they had to move for work. Dude, that's that's fine. And you know, I simply just say you know, like, you know, do you remember everything I taught you? Or you know, like, you can still hit me up anytime. Like, I don't care. You know, but like, you know, I've I've also just you know, clients have left because like they're like, hey man, you got me to the point I needed to. I know what to do now. I'm like, awesome, good. I'm happy. You know, and, and uh, you know, yeah. I don't know where the rest of that was going, but that was the end of my thought. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I just, uh, I feel like if, if as a trainer or coach, if you only just give like that 80% knowledge, but you hold that like that 20 back because mm-hmm. that gives you that elevated position of power and it like you do that purposely to force that person to have to stay with you, I don't think that's right. Yeah, you're, you're I, not I think giving that's them unethical. the best that they have, yeah. that, you know, that they are able to get. You should be giving like 120% of yourself so that they can give you a hundred, so that they can then turn and give you 100% of them mm-hmm. until they're ready to give you even more, to give you what you're, mat- what, to give you, to match what you're giving them. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think the other thing I, I love about training people is, uh, um, and I'm not perfect at it, but I think it comes with time, is being able to like read your clients. You know, not just from the start, because there's usually like a, like a like a familiarization phase, like right there at the beginning. Like mm-hmm. even if it's a new client that you don't exactly like, you haven't interacted with, you know, like say a friend that then wants to come on and he's paying for your services and stuff. But like there's a there's a phase of time where you have to like read each other, like you're trying to like figure out what the balance of the relationship is besides just train, trainer and client um, or trainer and athlete. And then once you kind of like find how you're going to talk to each other, like, mm-hmm. you know, what that communication is, it's like any relationship really. Um, it's just like, I mean, there are some boundaries um, with training and client, of course, but uh, unless you want a lawsuit. Um, 
But like once that once that gets figured out early on, it usually takes it for me. It's, it usually takes about two three weeks, especially if I'm only seeing them like three days a week. Usually after like the first first month, we kind of find where that balance is, and then we can really start pushing from there. And then once once they can see that all the concepts I'm teaching them are clicking, and they're actually able to catch themselves, say when they're doing a back squat or like you know yeah sure. With, uh, when they're doing a back squat and they notice that one little thing that threw off their form for two reps out of say like 10 and then they'll rack it and even though it wasn't unsafe you know I'm still there spotting them or, or watching them mm -hmm. and I'm giving them cues and they'll they'll come off and they'll be like hey those two reps I know I messed up I was like what'd you do and then they'll tell me I'm like you got it now we can really start moving you know once they start clicking that's that's where it's gonna happen and uh the reason that I, I, I push the so hard form and functionality over ego and weight, because if we, if you go ego and weight, you're just going to hurt yourself. Yeah. You, and it's, which I did last year. Yeah, you did. I, I got a big ego cause I was curling like a sum buck on the preacher curl machine. Next thing you knew, I'm doing 200 pounds. For a set of 10, and then next thing you know, I bummed my elbow so bad that even though now I'm back to normal, I still have to wear a compression sleeve every time I lift because I got a big head. I'm like, oh, I can do that. Let's add a little more. Let's add a little more. And that's after how many how many years would you say up to that point had you been in the gym? Uh, well, so, I mean, so... Like and, on and off fitness. Yeah, on and off. I mean, it's... A good five solid years from school, you know, high school and middle school um, of long distance running, but we still did weightlifting. Plus, you know, I took weightlifting classes, and then, you know, I had the four years of military. After the military, though, I really slacked off. And I only did maybe one good solid year lifting outside of the military mm -hmm. before I started all of this back up about 18 months ago. So, you know, a good couple of years under my belt of lifting and knowing better than what I was doing. But, mm -hmm. like you said, big weight, big ego. I was feeling cool mm -hmm. because I was like, you know, I, I, go, I go to a powerlifting gym. A lot of the guys in there are putting up a lot more Dude, they're animals. Me. I love watching their videos. Oh, man. Animals, yeah. The dudes over at Capital Fitness, man, all kudos. Like, uh, like, I'm putting up pretty respectable weight. Yeah. For, for the deadlifts and squat, and well, not my squat because my knees, but for deadlifts and bench, for sure, putting up some really respectable weight. Yeah. And I'm still not even in the caliber of a lot of the guys in my weight yeah. class. Well, they've, been, they've been doing a but, long time. Yeah. They, get, they, they coach great over there. The powerlifting coaching over there that Luke and, uh, and Jake oh, yeah. run, they, they're dialed in. Mad respect for all of them. Yeah, if you're uh, – I'm going to give a boost um, always to Luke, uh, but uh, – yeah, if you're looking to really look at powerlifting or strongman uh, events or competitions, I tell you what, Capital Fitness, that's the place to go. They they have the mindset, the tools, the resources to really just get And the camaraderie. Oh, the camaraderie, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the camaraderie's <laughs> great. I mean... I'm saying yeah. ours is pretty good, too, but, you know. No, yeah, but, <laughs> but as in, because, like, the, they have a little bit more of, of a clientele in there, but, like... Uh, 
you know, I, I'm working off a program for, with Marcel, and the other day, though, I was over at Capital Fitness doing deadlifts, and just something didn't feel right. It didn't hurt. It just I noticed something wasn't feeling right, and I couldn't tell in the mirror looking at myself. So I went and grabbed one of the, one of the um, strongmans in there, Jacob, and I had him come over and, like, kind of talk to me, and, like, he noticed what I was doing wrong, helped me fix it, and the very next lift, I, boom, pulled it up like it was nothing. So What was it? Um, I wasn't locking my lat. Oh, so I know. Yeah. The thing I yell yeah, at you every, every time. time I see you. I thought you I in. was. Yeah. I thought I was, but then so he literally grabbed my shoulders, shoved them like yeah. this is how you do them. Ah. So yeah. Um, yeah, again, man, it's, it's little things. It's little yeah, things. It man. is. It really is. It can, well, like, it's good though. Like I said, they they've got the eye for it. Like yeah. yeah. But, so just just a just a reminder, like he's a he's a remote client of mine. So I send him programs uh, month to month or face to face, and then uh, he pretty much goes and does them on his own, just because we have conflicting schedules. Um, that my gym's on the other side of town. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but and we, kids. Yeah, and kids. Yeah, we both have kids. But uh, yeah, no, that's awesome though. But yeah, so yeah, I mean, so going back to the main point of form over form and function over ego and weight. Like, now when I say ego, that doesn't mean you can't be confident. Like, like there's difference between there's ego huge, and, com- and confidence. Yeah. And uh, we'll definitely deep dive into that on probably like a mentality podcast. Like, yeah. we'll probably go over mentality. But like, if you don't know already, like you can be you can be cocky and confident, but you got to be able to back it up, and you got to be you know smart, smart about smart it. about it. Like, hey, if you if you know you can pull that weight, and you know that you can lock in that form and do it safely every time. There, there's there's throw, a difference throw. between looking at your bar, your weight on your bar and like. Throw some chips on there too. Looking at your bar, and throw some forty fives on there. There's a big difference there. Yeah. And then forty yeah. fives is your ego, and chips is your confidence. Chips yeah. is two and a half pounds. Yeah. Chips so, don't uh, count. Yeah. Every everyone's different on that one, but again, form and function. And the reason I, I learned all that, and this is going to go back to the very beginning of like my fitness journey, is um, in high school. I'm I'm going to try to keep this as concise as possible. <laughs> so. Um, Spark notes version. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try to like blitzkrieg this right now. Uh, okay, so growing up, I'm the oldest of three boys um, in my family. Grew up in the South, uh, a little bit in North Carolina, a little bit in Virginia. In Virginia, uh, my brother and I would go to high school. So my brother, my second brother Ian, he and I are only like 16 months apart. So my earliest memories, he and I were always there, uh, hanging out together. Um, as we grew up. I took after more of my mom's side, uh, which is a little heftier, a little rounder. I mean, more development, but I I quickly realized that uh, I held weight really, really uh, easily if I didn't uh, watch it. So I grew up kind of puffy, pretty chunky, um, got called names a lot. I was called Marshmallow, so Marcel the Marshmallow. So, yeah, great for my confidence. On top of that, my my younger brother Ian, uh, just wicked high metabolism. Wicked high metabolism, had the personality everybody loved, permanent six pack no matter what he did, had a girlfriend as early as freaking like 13, even though he won't admit it probably. And uh, I only bring that up just because I'm sitting there growing up and I'm like, I'm the older brother, like I should be, I should be the one setting the example. Like I should be the one that like, is that he's jealous of kind of thing and, and and there wasn't like a big like divide between us we never competed on those levels like we were still friends and buddies like growing up but we mm-hmm. just had our different circles 
Well, uh, I played I played uh, high school football first two years. Um, so like, I was big ish for my size, but I was definitely like the shortest of all the linemen. Like they were just big redneck boys, and uh, we had a Polynesian too, um, and he was tackling drills were not fun if I were across the line from him. But I did them, and if I got laid out, I got laid out. Didn't care. So I held my weight around like 185 during that time, about freshman and, and sophomore year of high school. After sophomore year, I just decided I wasn't going to play again. The team really wasn't a team. It was just a group of individuals that were just kind of playing for themselves and status just to say, I was mm-hmm. on, you know, I play football. And I just wasn't about that. You know, if we're going to be a team, we're going to be a team. So, um, so I didn't do anything all summer. Well, towards the end of summer, I was like, we lived in a townhouse. And so the basement, main floor, um, second floor. So going from the basement to my room on the second floor, I would be like huffing and puffing. This is like two flights of stairs. So finally, like towards the end of summer, like I got on the scale. Okay, remember, I was 185 floating average. I got on the scale and I was like 215. A little bit of a jump? Over a summer. A summer, like two and a half months. That's... That's, that's not from the gym 215. No, no. Um, so that right there was my first like come to Jesus moment. Like, this isn't good. Mm-hmm. I don't like this. I don't like the way I feel. I don't definitely don't like the way I look. So luckily, um, that year, my junior year, I started taking uh, strength classes at, at high school. Had a had the best probably strength and conditioning coach that school has uh, ever seen. My high school is George Marshall uh, High School. So if you've ever watched Remember the Titans probably hands down the best football movie ever made try to change my mind <laughs> um, but in that movie at the very end they play the big team at the end and it's Marshall High School so it's my high school that they played back in their prime okay we're not that good anymore just gonna put that out there at least last I checked so um, coach Lapthorn was his name and if I remember right he came to us to be like an assistant football coach and he had come from getting a strength and conditioning um, degree from Ohio State. I think he had also played football for Ohio State on top of he had he was a lot older too, so he wasn't a young dude. He had trained NFL athletes. He had trained uh, bronze and silver medalists okay. or, or at least been on the staffs that had teached or the coaching staff and training staff that had coached these individuals. Mm-hmm. So he came to a small district high school and he brought all that knowledge. And I was just at the perfect point in my life where I just, I soaked it all up. And I soaked it all up for two years of what was left of high school. Um, I ended up taking two weights classes on my senior year just to be around it more. Uh, And then I left for college. I talked about that last uh, podcast about getting in with the Ranger Challenge group. So on top of those early morning two hour workouts, at least four days a week, I'd link, I'd, uh, link up with the team captain, and he and I would go to the gym together. So not growing up with an older brother, John, uh, my buddy, that he and I still talk. He's actually stationed out of Kansas City right now. I think I said that last time. Uh, John became like my older brother. It was really cool. We clicked. Uh, we always just broke each other's balls off. Uh, it was just funny. But... Um, yeah, so there was that fitness there, left, came back, uh, and then playing college lacrosse at Southern Virginia uh, University, mm-hmm. uh, linked in with uh, my business partner, uh, Ryan Foster, who owns a gym out in Washington State. He was my first uh, college strength and conditioning coach, 
and I needed a side job. So because I loved fitness so much, he let me come in and kind of be like a, like part of the cleaning crew. But then as he and I got to know each other more, he actually entrusted me to be like an assistant strength and conditioning coach, like an unofficial one, like a non-paid, almost mm-hmm. like an internship, a non-paid coach um, there at the school. So I would help kind of coach through um, some of the accessory work for the football, lacrosse, and some of the soccer teams uh, now and again. And then I would help um, train or work with some of the rehab athletes, people that just needed um, more rehab workouts done. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd just make sure that they got through them safely. And then that's how I met my wife. And she was, she was injured from uh, college soccer coming in her freshman year. And so that's how I got to meet met her and her friend. And of course, the joke is I was trying to, uh, I was really trying to date her friend, and then uh, that just did not work. Let's just say that. <laughs> and I'm glad it didn't work. I really am. Like uh, her friend is a really sweet girl. She was awesome. She was really funny, um, and she was a really good friend uh, for my wife. And so she um, essentially linked us up together. Um, we were friends for a while, and then of course we got married. But. Um, so it was cool to be in college and to be used in that capacity and to be around, you know, it's not a D1, it wasn't a D1 school by any means, it was a D3 school, but still to, I mean, the talent level of a lot of the kids coming in is still there. Mm-hmm. It's just a money thing, especially like with like college lacrosse, the biggest thing we noticed was, I mean, the, the talent of the individual person was still extremely high, especially if they came from like good hubs and, and good good school excuse me it was just a money thing like a lot of people just can't pay for that that d1 programming like it's just it's expensive to go to these schools you know so there's there's no reason why maybe some of them need to spend a little interim time down at a d2 d3 level and then they'll get called up on a scholarship or something Mm -hmm. you know that happens um so it was just cool to have that exposure and then of course graduated from college um i think i did it in like the winter and I was like, nope, I don't want my, I don't want to do a, I don't want to do a walk. Just send me my diploma, good to go. Um, in that time, I prepped for a selection course, uh, a very intense selection course for the Marine Corps um, that I unfortunately did not have the chance to go to. But I essentially trained myself and wrote the programming for myself for about two years. Two years straight, I kind of slayed my body in two days. Um, except for swim days. Swim days, that's all I did. It was pretty much two and a half hours in the pool in the evening on Thursdays. So that was cool to kind of like work that and figure that out by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never committed to it. I never was like, oh, this is exactly what I'm going to do. But in that time, I trained friends. I would bring them on. I would write them programs or I would find them a program and then we'd tweak it for what their ability level was. So I was able to scale it for where they were. And that's the, that's the cool thing too. Like especially if you're at... Uh, a gym that has this set programming for people like they have these set workouts that happen every day um, even if they change the real I feel like two things the the real showcase of a trainer and a coach is how can you scale say a set workout either regress it down for somebody's ability level or how do you turn it up mm-hmm. like don't just add more weights or more reps how about you add the next level of a movement like how, how about you just keep it where it's at and just make it more complex yeah like turn it up for that person or turn it down you know if they're coming into this you know you should know your class well enough individually 
that, hey, these four people are not going to be able to do this. So, hey, we need to make a scaled version. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and again, so from graduating college to where I was, you know, ooh, let's say here, June, June or July of 2019, in that time between 2000, when did I graduate? 2016, I want to say I graduated in, in 16. So for about three, three and a half years, I floated in and out of fitness. Mm -hmm. A lot of it was on my own. Sometimes it was helping buddies. Sometimes it was getting help from others. But essentially, I just kind of bounced job to job. But fitness was always there. I always, that was my staple. That was my happy spot. Yeah. Um, and then finally, just after years of bouncing jobs, always going back to manual labor, I just realized, like, I've got to pick something. And we're, we'll do another podcast where I kind of, we talk about failures or roadblocks and how to put them in the right perspective because in that space of, of three and a half years and including talking about this selection process that I didn't get to go to, um, there was a lot of trials in that time that really tested my patience, my faith, my just my my drive. Like a lot of things that you think, okay, we're we're pushing to this objective. We're gonna this is it. This is what's gonna happen. I'm not saying I put all my eggs in one basket, but like this is this is the path, like everything's lining up and then like right there, right at the finish line, you break your ankle. Yeah. Like face first, Something passed out, in, bam. Done. And I and it it's uh I and I know I'm not the only one, and you've probably been through some of your own, but it's it's just earth shattering. And it really tests your fortitude and your mental toughness. And uh so that's why I kind of went for a phase, almost like, a, I'd say for a year and a half before I finally just committed to getting certified through um, NASM, is uh, I just didn't know what I was doing. I was, I was so sick of failing that I chose the safe route. I just said, you know what? I need to back off. I just need to make money. I can't take any risks right now because I had, I was married. I had a kid. Um, had another one on the way. Because my, my girls, just like your kids, are like 22 months, like 20 to 22 months apart. I was like, dude, I, I've got to make money. We, we up and moved our family from Virginia to Missouri. We have no idea what we're doing. We're just, we're just trying to figure something out. Mm -hmm. um, but I finally just committed. Something, something just clicked and said, no, I have to do something. I know what I love. I'm going to get certified. Got certified through NASM. Finished that up. That was super hard. I did not realize how hard getting certified as a certified personal trainer or NASM was going to be. That is the hardest test I've ever taken. Holy crap, was that nail biting? Because if you pass fail, last time I checked, they don't they don't tell you like your percentage, especially yeah. if you passed. Like they just said pass. I think if you fail, they give you like a percentage and they, they kind of show you what areas. I can't remember. Luckily, didn't have that. I passed, but I was like, I was pooping bullets. <laughs> um, worked at a commercial gym for a little bit, not as long as I intended, um, and I just realized that just wasn't the place for me just was not doing it, wasn't getting paid what I knew I was worth. Um, and there was a lot of, um, a lot of empty promises made that did not ever come to fruition. And in the end, I mean, I just had, I just had to make the big boy decision to be like, look, I've got a family to take care of. Like I'm not this 16, 18 year old certified person that just needs a part-time job. Like I need full-time revolving clients. Like it's, it's gotta happen. It just wasn't. Um, so I left, 
um, and just started striking out on my own. And the reason I will always um, boost Luke um, over at Capital Fitness is when nobody else gave me a chance and nobody else would let me do what I needed to do, he uh, he he let me come into his 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 gym. He allowed me to train clients, and we we worked out an agreement, of course. But you know, he's the one that you know anyone in this area, and I think there was like kind of that uh, that veteran basis, you know, with him being a veteran. And, yeah. You know, and we had kind of started talking for I want to say about six months, getting to know each other, just kind of being acquainted and being friends. Um, but yeah, that's that's why, like you know, despite. Uh, things that have gone back and forth, you know, th you know, I don't get involved in anyone's biz biz, you know, business. Like, if it doesn't affect me, my business, or my family, especially my family or my kids, like, man, you just you do what you got to do. You you sort your own your own stuff out. And uh, but I, you know, I will always be grateful to to Luke Gabriel and the family over there at Capital Fitness for how how they just allowed me to progress myself as a professional, to to have a place to post up bring clients in, start myself off, get a foundation going, and start making revenue to eventually eventually have this place. Yeah. I mean, it's it's due to him and his generosity that that I have this, and I will I'll always be grateful for it. And it's all about the networking, and, and I love how, you know, in the, in the pure fitness community where there is that microcosm of, you know, despite anyone's individual, like, things or, you know, uh, goals, like, we are all connected by just wanting to get better. You know that that continual push to be better every day. Yeah. So. Agreed. And now we're here. Now I'm here, trying to trying to make a living out of this, and uh, Corona's kicking me in the balls. So. I'll try to make a living, but you also enjoy the the fact that you get to help people better themselves. God, there's there's no better feeling. So like, um, picking up a new client recently last week. She's already seeing stuff click. It's really awesome. Um, and then there's this other client that I, I post a lot about because she's been super loyal. Um, her name's Cindy, and I've, I've coached her for over a year now. And if you all scroll through my Instagram, which is uh, uh, phoenixfit, phoenix.fit, which P-H-N-X period fit, F-I-T, um, on Instagram, um, you're going to see a post um, that you know, where she was over a year ago, about Christmas time, and then where she where she was when I made that post. And even today, we were going through this. I, I, I gave, oh, there's the wife. Um, I gave her like just this core blast workout, and she, she nailed it. She killed it. And she even got a compliment today from somebody that that really hasn't seen her a lot in the past year, like at all. Mm -hmm. And that person said to her, like, wow. You look like you've lost a lot of weight. Like you look like you like you look like you're working out. And she's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm getting after it." She's she's so humble. She really is. She's so awesome. Cindy, you're awesome. Um, but again, it was it was just a boost to her. And then last week, she's like, "You know, it's great because I can tell like my shirts aren't, you know, rubbing on me as much. Mm -hmm. You know, and the the biggest thing I try to tell people like from the get go, um, especially if if they're an individual where there's going to be to need like a lot of work, like a lot of like a lot of commitment and discipline to make their goals achievable. I was like, one, don't look at the scale. Just, just the, the scale is the biggest liar in the world. And it's going to mess with your mental state more than anything else. And you're going to get more stressed worrying about 
wh you know, what the scale says week to week or what the scale says day to day. Never weigh day to day. Never weigh day to day. <laughs> oh, un unless, unless you're that bodybuilder who like, unless has to hit that weight. you have to hit that weight. Unless you're trying to make weight. That is, that's my only exception for that. Otherwise, um, yeah, don't. But like, I, like, again, I'm in that state right now because um, I'm working with someone on the side. Um, Scott Holiday, um, you know, he, he kind of helps me right now with some things. Um, but the thing is the, the scale is the biggest liar because the biggest thing I feel like when people, what I like to tell people straight off is that we need to just restart the engine, especially if, if there's just been a period of either like no history of workouts or, or exercise or fitness or wellness at all. If there's no history of that and I'm starting with a blank slate, I love it. I love working with people with blank slates mm -hmm. because that means I can essentially take everything I've learned over 10, 15 years and just just give it to them. Just here's the banquet. I want you to feast. I want you to ask me questions. I want to make sure that you're grasping these concepts because I want to see you just freaking take off like a rocket. I'm not saying I don't like to work with people like that do have experience, but a lot of those times, like if someone's coming with a lot of experience, I have to work through some cockiness. Not saying everyone has it, but sometimes like when you're trying, when you're, when you know this person, like you see an imbalance, you, you see a correction that has to be made and you're trying your best to coach someone through that and all they're doing is pushing against you because, oh, they, you know, they've done it this way. I'm like, hey dude, that's super cool or gal. Like I use dude like unisexly, like dude to me means guy or gal. Or look, guys, look, dude, like, I get that, but I need you to understand this. You can you can take what I'm saying to you and, and warp it to, to work with what you want to do, but I can tell you that if you just input 50% of what I'm saying, if that's all you want to take, you're going to get better. And sometimes that just doesn't happen, and sometimes people finally, like, break the ice, and they'll they'll use it. You know, so uh, that's like with me it was when it came to doing squat. You know, I've been doing squat since I was fourteen. Yeah. Come to find out, you were jacked up. Oh, I learned wrong. It's not like oh, I, I'm. This is how I do squats. It's I had been taught by multiple coaches, by a weightlifting class in high school, mm -hmm. and yeah, I was doing it way wrong, which made a huge difference when we started doing it right with our, my already bum knees yeah. that doing it the proper way made them made it better yeah much better and when i say way wrong i'm not just talking like a little things i'm talking like there were severe risks to your like just your bi your biomechanics and your form, form was, like it was, was it was very it was hard to watch and it like my knees and back and hips hurt for him and i knew he was feeling it because i was like feeling it through him um but yeah, so that's again, that's why I just put form and form and function first. And I really, I love seeing people just the, the light bulbs come on, the realization, the the concepts clicking, and them catching themselves, catching themselves. And to to be honest, when somebody's just restarting that engine, going back to my point that I then like super went down a rabbit hole on, um, when we restart that engine, like again your body's going to go through this cycle of there's going to be some initial soreness. Like there's going to be a lot of initial soreness. I mean, you're doing something that your body either hasn't done in a long time or it's never there's done. There's a difference between soreness and pain. Exactly. Now I, if someone's starting out or somebody that I've been with for a while that like, like I said, 
the client I've worked with her over a year, like I push her pretty hard. But she, again, we've learned how to communicate, and so I ask her, like, hey, how are you feeling? And she'll honestly tell me, hey, I'm just tight, I'm just sore, or she'll tell me, like, hey, that, you know, that last rep actually did hurt a little bit. I'm like, okay, let's back off the weight, or what we'll do is we'll do that, less reps, we'll just focus more on concentration of form. You know what I mean? So, again, it's a communication thing. Um, but again, initial phase is kind of like an alarm phase. You're going to be like, oh, this is new. Your body's going to be like, yo, bro, what are you doing to me? I don't like this. I hurt. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to roll from the alarm phase into kind of like a maintenance phase where your body will adjust. It's going to adapt. That's the greatest thing about the human body. It is adaptable to anything, but you have to put it through the stressors. For it to adapt to us i mean that's why we've survived so long to where we are now like we are wholly adaptable to situations if we maintain the stress if we maintain the 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 forward motion onto objective mm-hmm. you know we have to keep pushing um adapt and, and overcome adapt and overcome all the freaking way and again the other benefit that a lot of people see really quickly is their recovery is faster. Their energy is higher. Mm-hmm. Their their blood flow, especially with people that that have had to use certain medications just to not be sore or to limit, you know, tightness or you know whatever it is. It's all you know, um, all the same pretty much. But like a lot of people are working, it's like, well, I I don't have to take that pill as often, or um, I'm I'm out of risk of diabetes now, or you know, like I mean that's later down the line. But like a lot of the, what I see is like. Wow, I just even though I'm getting smoked, like I'm just I'm more energetic in my day, mm-hmm. and my recovery is faster. Especially if I'm like ma- making sure that like they're getting that rest period they need, like like that seven to eight hours. I get six to seven, but that seven hours is kind of like a magical number. Like I I did a I trained a remote client one time, and he just said you know in one of his check-ins I was like well how are you doing? He's like dude I'm just always tired. I'm always fatigued. It's just it's so hard to get to my workouts. And I knew he worked a night job. And he had like a lot of time in the day, and I'm like, well, wait a minute, something's not adding up. I was like, wait a minute, how, how long are you sleeping when you get off shift? He's like, well, I get off shift here, I go home, I decompress, I get, you know, I pretty much go to bed here, and then I wake up at this time. I was like, you're sleeping for 12 hours? Like, all right, pump the brakes, hold the phone, technical timeout. Whoa. I was like, bro, I sent him like two quick articles that they weren't very long reads. And then I pretty much like gave him spark notes. I was like, look, dude, you sleeping that much, even though, yes, I know you're coming off night shifts. I've done night shifts. I'm not doing them anymore. You, I was like, look, you cannot sleep 12 hours. No. Your body will actually like degrade. Like it will get worse if you're sleeping more than eight. Like that's what I told him. I was like, look, because you're sleeping 12, we can try to dial you back like by, by two hours at a time. And this dude, like as soon as I like, I explained it to him and he read those articles, he's like, no. Tomorrow I'll just set an alarm for eight hours, and that mother ever did it. Like he just he just made that commitment. And he just he's he's actually a marine at my unit, but um, he did it. He he adapted to it, and he was like, in the next check in, I was like, hey, how'd this week go? He's like, bro, it's fantastic. I feel great. <laughs> I'm like, like, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, um, but that's the thing too. And and uh, oh, good segue from that about like knowing what you're talking about is. Uh, what I think some trainers fail at, and I think what I, you know, and this is the growing pains of everyone, is 
sometimes you feel like early on in your career, you try to be too perfect as a trainer. You try to be so on point, so perfect. Like you, you somehow have to be this, this universe of all knowledge. Mm -hmm. Like it's somehow hard for people to have themselves be projected at times as like you're vulnerable or you're not perfect. It's like, well, I'm the trainer or I'm the coach. Like I, I have to be seen as the highest pedestal on the field or in the gym. And I feel like the furthest couldn't be farther from the truth. Like you definitely need to set like a professional standard that people see you as. Yeah. But like it's not horrible if someone sees you miss a lift or if you're not lifting the heaviest as the biggest dude or the strongest dude in the gym. Like, I feel like your character and your professionalism as far as, like, how you coach should be what speaks for yourself. Like, what are what are the results you're able to get for somebody? And this goes through, like, with outside of fitness. This is your job. You know, this could be your family. Like, nobody cares about how you look, but it's what your character is and how you treat others around you. Mm -hmm. And can you help others around you, say, at work? Can you build that team up? Or if you're not even the team leader or the section leader, you know, whatever they call it in the cubicle space, cubicle world. Um, what know, can you do to help? You know, what, what can you do to bring your team together and make it better? Because if you're just going to be a stick in the mud or if you're just going to be a follower, just, then just be prepared to be a cog in the machine for the rest of your life. Yeah. And that's a, that's a choice. And the reason I struck out on my own and I left the commercial, I guess, you know, gym side of things, and again, I wasn't there that long, but I just realized what clicked, you know, I um, when I left it, you know, I was upset for probably all of like six hours. I was pretty pissed. I was pretty upset just because of the way things worked. But at the end, I was like, no, this is good. This is really good because I'm my own boss. I'm going to do this on my own because if I don't get a client, if I don't get paid, that's on me. That's, that's not on a, a supervisor. That's not on a CEO. That's not on a job, you know, somebody above me. That's that's my call. You know, if this doesn't work, that's on me. And uh, those of you that hopefully in the podcast world, you know, that have listened in this world enough that you know Jocko, the Jocko podcast, or you've read his book, Extreme Ownership, which I have on my desk, which the laptop is on right now. Um, I love, if you go on YouTube and you look up Jocko uh, Good, there's like a three or four minute video, and it kind of puts the context of things like, oh, something didn't go your way, good we can do XYZ to get better. Like, and he just, he just blast all these examples, you know, civilian, military, you know, uh, you know, family life. Mm -hmm. And it, it like, yeah, dude, like failure or doors closing isn't, and that's, you know, when, when a lot of these doors close in my life that we'll get into and you'll share your own too. Like I found that video before I found this podcast and it was, it was just like, like a huge weight was lifted off my shoulders. It was like, you're right. I can I can make the most of this. Yeah. So anyway. So man, we've been going for a hot minute. A little bit. Um, I want to give my quick. Okay, go for it, bro. It's gonna be the spark notes side of it, really. Sorry, I, that was not spark notes. That was like. Oh no, it was good. Five hundred page chapter it novel. Good info because it was combination. Your yours was combination of not just your your background of fitness for you, but also the background of the fitness for this gym, mm -hmm. and which also leads into the background for what we're doing right now. Yeah. So, my whole fitness thing really started, I guess, growing up, work, um, you know, not, I didn't grow up on a farm, but I grew up out near farms, and so I did grow up, you know, bucking hay bales and 
and every once in a while working out on the farm and going out doing you know cutting wood loading loading uh, the wood up in the truck and all that good stuff far more strong you know but um you know growing up though i was a skinny dude I was, I was yeah. bean pole. You, you showed me. You were a freaking telephone pole. Bro. I mean, the opposite. I, I the opposite it, of no, me. Complete opposite. I complete took. Opposite. I took it from my, my mom's side of the family, because my dad. Hey, that's is, good genes, though. No, no offense. I want to say my dad's like five nine, five ten. He's stocky know, though. Stocky yeah, guy. He's, he's stocky Midwest strong. Like, and but you know when he was in high school, in high school he was benching three hundred. Who? Was a beast. I mean, when I left high school, I was benching 250, but... Geez, 300 in high school is a serious deal. And in case if you're watching and wondering what the hell I'm looking at over here, I am trying to find a photo to show you really how ridiculous... And I'm letting my wife know I'm not dead or, or um, out somewhere else. So anyways, to get back to talk about that, um, in, high, in middle school, um, I played, you know, I played t-ball and I played... Um, Fly Play, football, sixth and ball grade. in middle school, huh? Fifth and sixth, uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> Some athlete. Um, fifth and sixth grade, I did football and basketball. You know, flag football. And after that, I was just, I, I, I was done. And then um, seventh grade, um, track season came around, and one of my friends was like, "Oh, let's do this." And I really didn't want to. I had no, I had no desire. On, but he's like, "Oh, let's just do it." I'm like, "All right, whatever." I'll come to find out, two, three days, in, or two, yeah, two, three practices in, my buddy quits. Oh, yeah. And I stuck with it, ended up enjoying it, uh, moved on to eighth grade, decided, hey, let's do cross country. I wasn't in it to, like, win it. I was just in it because I kind of, I was starting to like it. I was enjoying the running. Um, eighth grade did track and then got into high school and I did cross country all the way through high school and track freshman junior or freshman sophomore junior year i did not do it my senior year senior year cross country got a stress fracture halfway through the season wasn't able to finish out the season i stayed with my team i helped my team out i was there for practices i went to all the meets um but also at the same time i had already signed up for the military knew as soon as i got out of high school i was going to service yeah Thank you. So I, mean, I lost my motivation I, I for applaud track. everyone that makes. I mean, whenever you make that decision, but for those of you that just you figure it out early, hey, kudos on you because, like I said, I had that team leader that he and I were the exact same age. He just he joined right out of high school. That dude had like three deployments. Yeah, bro, I was mad jealous. So yeah, I, I mean, I I was wasn't like a super beast, but I was still pretty damn happy with myself with the way I could run. Um, you know, I, my fastest 5k was 15 and change. That's, that's, that's book. That's, you know, that's five, five, five mi uh, minutes a mile, give or take. Yeah. Um, that's, that was booking. Um, you know, I had done one marathon, two half marathons, um, went into the service, had been a little while since I ran, but at that time that stuff kind of stuck with me longer anyways. Yeah. And I was smoking everyone. When it came to running, I was well, smoking the drill just, sergeants. Let's, let's just be honest: the the basic entry of the army is not uh, not not that in you know right. high fitness standards. Uh huh. Uh huh. Anyway. I'll, I'll, I will say that there are some dudes that slip through the slip through it boot camp that I'm like, why are like why are you here? Uh, but um, 
So, you know, I had that, but again, when I graduated high school at six foot three, a hundred and forty pounds. You uh, never told me your weight. Yeah, hundred and forty pounds. I was the I was so stinking tiny. I am trying to find nope, that's the wrong thing. I don't know how to use Facebook. Yeah, there's a reason I got rid of Facebook Albums. on my phone. I was tiny. Um, when I got in the service, um, by the time I graduated AIT and got to my duty station within eight months after graduating high school, I got up to about 165, 170, yeah. still pretty damn skinny, but I was um, looking a little bit better. There we go. All right. Can you find Waldo? Oh boy! All right, try to so, see if it'll see if it'll zoom in. That's me, my senior year. Look at them legs. Look at them freaking toothpicks. Yeah. Yeah, that was the uh, that was the opposite of me. You would have found me uh, running high school. You would have found me rolling myself a bowling ball down a hill. <laughs> serious. So, during deployment, um, my squad leader I talked about last week, Sergeant Lee, um, we actually hit the gym pretty good. Um, when I came back from deployment, um, I was sitting about 180. You know, pretty, no, that's, decently that's, modest. No, I was looking good. I was, for your size. I was cut. I had a hell of a six pack. Of course, you did. Um, I was I've looking good. I've never had washboard abs. <laughs> just saying right now. I was looking. I like. I didn't even have the flex. I had washboard abs at the time. I was looking good. Uh, but I was still skinny. Yeah. But I was still, you know, I was, I was, I was you're healthy. You're fit. You were like, I was definitely fit. Yeah. Um. Got out of service, kind of lost the motivation yeah. to run. My, my knees started really hurting me. Um, and, you know, I was living in Buffalo, going to school, Buffalo, New York, that is. And I was going to school, and I just didn't really find the time or the want to work out anymore. Um, I dropped weight again. Got down to, like, all that. I bet you I got down to at least 150, 160 again. Easy. Yeah. Um... And I dabbled here and there a couple times um, for about a year there before the last year-ish. I was in Buffalo, me and my really good friend, Matt Wood. Um, we hit the gym, but we weren't, like, hitting hard. Mm -hmm. um, we were just kind of more staying fit. He he would be running on the treadmill, and I'd walk next to him. Yeah. Um, You're just kind of there as, like, moral support for each other. Well, for that part, but we actually did do some lifting. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we were taking protein and... I think like Syntha Six or something like that brand yeah, or something. You know, it, was, it was decent. Yeah. Um, I, what, what year was that? Uh, that was 2013, 14. Yeah, yeah. So like uh, BSN, like the Syntha Six, the Muscle Farm, uh, Dimatize. There was like one other. So and the like, flavors were pretty good. Yeah, they were solid. You know, you know Dimatize. But we weren't taking very much. You know, cramp. we were having like a scoop piece. Yeah. Well, I think serving size is actually two scoops. But we were freaking college yeah. kids, broke as hell. We yeah, yeah, you got to stretch that. Money for that, so we'd buy the can together. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been able to afford it. Yeah. Um. Oh, on that note, it's invest. It, um, fitness, health, and wellness. It's an investment. You you have to look at it like it's an investment for yourself, like. This is probably one of the few certain instances in life where I will literally tell people like, if they're not like a selfish-minded person, which most people typically aren't, um, this is an area where you're gonna have to be selfish about this. Like, you're gonna have to make some sacrifices, and at some points, maybe your family, your partner, your loved one, whatever, they they may get jealous because 
you're you're spending extra time. You're sacrificing time. You may be sacrificing uh, monetary things, either for uh, food, supplements if that's your if that's your gig, the trainer, you know, nutrition coach if if the trainer if that's not his scope of practice. Personal like, equipment. Personal like equipment. Shoes like and yeah, exactly. Like there there you you will have to approach your journey, and that's what it is, regardless of your fitness level. It is a journey. And that's why, like, well, I just went through my journey to where I'm at now. You're going into yours right now. And, and the thing is, like, it doesn't stop. You're, like, you're, you're not going to stop until you're dead, no. you know? And I hope I hope that I'm fit enough to, to live, you know, as well as I can, you know, chronic disease-free so that I can have a nice and fulfilled life with my family, you know? So, yeah, it's an investment. So, like yeah. you were saying, invest with your buddy. You're buying it together. Yeah, so, we're, you know, we were doing that for about a year. Um, then I finished up school. Um, and my wife still had a few more months left of her, her college, but we knew we were moving back here to Missouri because I wanted to be around my brother. And so I came back early. Um, and first off, my wife's always been like really into fitness. She played soccer her whole life growing up. College, she played soccer in college and lacrosse. Um, but I came back down to Missouri while she stayed up there to finish up school. And I think I went three times. Planet Fitness, mm-hmm. and I'm like, mm, no. no, and it's not everyone's vibe. You, no, you got to find find a place and, for you. Uh, then my wife did move down here, and we started going to um, the Y on the on the west end of town when they first opened up that building. Mm-hmm. We were doing pretty good at staying in with it, and then um, the place gets packed. That's what I didn't like about it. Place, especially that location. It, it's it, when we first started going, it, there was hardly ever anyone there, and then it started filling in quick. I, I also, and, I also, whoever whoever designed or approved the uh, equipment layout, it's very it's very claustrophobic. Yeah, it's uh, it's not very flow oriented. It's 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 uh, set up in sections very well per what it does, but the the flow it, it gets very congested when it's uh, peak hours. So. Um, but yeah, so I ended up just stop going um lost the motivation because i just didn't like getting packed in there and i also wasn't i I honestly even though i was somewhat fit i wasn't confident in the way i looked Mm -hmm. and lift when i when i saw other people lifting heavier weights and i I was you know over there lifting little weight i it made me kind of feel crummy yeah which was just a mental thing yeah you shouldn't have to feel that period yeah it's it's Um, uh yeah we'll get into that but then what ended up really bringing me back into it all was um, after our second kid, my wife um, really started hitting the gym hard. Um, she goes five seven three. It's a studio, kind of like a kind of a hit style gym. But she just loves Circuit atmosphere. Hit style, yeah. Loves atmosphere. And that's what those studio places have going for them. I'll never knock them because again, it works you're, for you're, you're gonna you're gonna find a place that's your vibe. Yeah. I'll, I'll never knock it unless you're you know. Planet Fitness. I mean, it's got some funny things about it, but if that's your place, that's your place. I, it's a I'll tell you what, it's cheap. It is cheap. It's cheap, man. If I was, if I was in college, and I didn't work a job, or if I only worked one part time, might be where I have to go. Yeah, I get that. Or high school, you don't have much money. Or your parents aren't gonna like give you things on the silver platter, which I definitely was not. Neither were you. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I get it. But yeah, like the studio places, like look, if that's if that's your niche, if that's your thing, that go then in, get great. that hit, feel good, you get the community. 
bro. You're get you're bettering yourself every day, and I will always approve of that. And that that's going to lead into kind of where I'm about to get into is that so she you know she, she's always been a fitness freak, really, honestly, really has. But it got to the point where when she started doing that, and she it it, it bonded with her so tight um, that the working out got to the point where, and even though it was kind of like that before, but now it's like if she doesn't work out for two days straight, that third day. She's kind of a pain to be around until she gets to go in the gym. I I am fully the same way. <laughs> I can and be good for like a day and a half, maybe two. By the end, Lexi is like kicking me out of the house like, get away, yeah. get out, and just go to the gym. Like, just go do something, go for a run, go do something, because I can't stand it. I never was like that. Yeah. Um, but after about, yeah, how long, maybe, maybe six months or so, so... Of her really hitting it hard, <laughs> and when she, I, I started noticing like I started to get the, the skinny dad bod, like bad. I started getting oh. dropping yeah. off in weight. I started getting a bean pole again. I realized I didn't have abs anymore. I always had a little bird chest. My, I was getting tiny again, and you got your tits coming in. I decided that. I need to look better for me and for her because there's the key. She 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 was looking better for herself, but she also wanted to look good for me, which I always thought she looked good no matter what. But oh, brownie points, <laughs> all right, brownie points. But Amanda, listen when, uh, up. When I one, I just remember the the one day seeing her. And I'm like, shit, look at that. And I look at myself, I'm like, shit, <laughs> look at this. <laughs> and oh, man. I went and I started looking online for gems because I knew I didn't like the white, I knew I didn't like the white atmosphere. Mm. There's nothing against it. It just didn't real. work for me. Yeah. Um, I did try to go on with the 573 with her a couple times. It, was, it wasn't bad. Like, I got good workouts. It just wasn't quite it didn't like line up with your goals yeah it didn't line yeah. up with, well and i didn't really know what my goal was at the time and so i finally found um capital fitness there um online which and, is like it's mad close to his oh, house yeah, it's, it's, it's like a five minute drive yeah it's not not like i mean it's super close and i was like you know what let's go to, let's go look at this place and mm-hmm. so um it was like right before we were heading out to eat or something like that too. And I was like, hey, we're going to go stop here on the way. And she's like, okay. Walk in. I walked out with a membership. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as I walked in, started looking around. Mm-hmm. And I talked to the Luke. I'm like, this, I think it, I think this is for me. Mm-hmm. And so I started working out. And within, I mean, that was 18, roughly 18 months ago. And I went from about. I'd say you and I must have almost joined at the same time. Very, very close. I think Which I was there funny. for about three or four months yeah. when you started. Yeah. And even when you started three, you know, after being there for three or four months, I was still somewhat skinny. Um, but I mean, you're, I was, you're getting fit. Though. I was like, getting fit. I never, I never looked at you and said, "Oh, he's like, he's kind of skinny." Yeah. Which that's kind of weird to say. Like, but I don't no, like, I, I don't like mean, profile like, people. As in, but, like, when I showed you that picture, like, you didn't, yeah. you didn't look at me and like, man, look at this bean pole or. No, I was just like, you know, he, he's. Well, here's the thing, like, Kevin, how tall are you? Six three. He's six three. All right, um, I'm like, I got height. <laughs> I'm like six if I wake up on the right side of the bed. All right, so um, 
anyone taller than me, I'm like, bro, he's tall. And that's what I thought, like, oh, he's tall, but, like, I never saw you as skinny. I was like, oh, that's a tall fit, dude. Yeah. You know, and... Like, and again, I'm not saying by any means am I a big guy now. I'm not. But compared to where I was, and then within 18 months, I, I had a goal um, last year. My goal was for my 30th birthday, I had two goals. One, I wanted to do a Spartan race with my wife. And the other one was... It wasn't actual flat bench. It was a bench machine. Mm-hmm. And I was about July, I was feeling pretty good on that thing. I was like, you know what? I think I can do 300 on this by my birthday, by 30. 300 by 30 on the machine. Totally with, different with situation. The cable or the hammer? The so, hammer. Oh, so yeah. Totally the, different situation plate, than bench. Plate loaded, not sulfurized. That was my goal. Mm-hmm. I hit it. Hit both of them. I hit Ooh. 300. Actually, I think I hit like 320, 325. Um, Built them chesticles up. Got my, uh, we, we we did a Spartan race. We weren't doing it for like competition because I'm not a cardio guy. But it's what I wanted to do and my wife wanted to do. And I thought it was fantastic. It's a cool little notch on the belt to do a Spartan oh, race. Yeah. Or just like any obstacle and race. I want to do more. That's beautiful. Um, and then from there, uh, over the winter, um... The first right after that I, is when I started getting silly about the the curls and hurt my oh, elbow. Yeah, and I, was, um, I mean, like, I got decent sized arms now, yeah. not huge. Yeah, I had some pretty big arms right there. Yeah, you did. You I had like fine. eighteen half inch around. Yeah, you know, but I still have my little chicken legs, as I wouldn't do leg days. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, we wonder why we have squat problems right now. Yeah. And then so this also kind of leads right back into real quick. Um, Having a goal. Mm-hmm. I hurt my elbow. Yeah. Um, and over winter, I didn't have a goal. I started losing a little bit of motivation. Um, then quarantine happened, and I really lost motivation. I would, I didn't work out. That was hard for a lot of people. I didn't work out. I even owned this gym, and it was hard for me. Yeah. I lost, I lost a decent amount. I dropped weight. Mm-hmm. I dropped back down to like 190. Jeez. Um, and then finally, when the gyms opened back up, I was feeling crummy because I noticed I felt like I was getting small again. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I had a goal that I didn't want to be, I, me personally, even though I was fit when I was skinny, I didn't want to be skinny anymore because I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to be, look good naked for me. And that's kind of kind of the mo- my motto that I kind of stole from uh, Seth and the, Seth the guys at the guys at Axe and Sledge. But when I heard that, I'm like, yeah, I like that. So I finally decided I need a goal. And I was like, well, my birthday is in about six months. Let's make a birthday goal again. So I decided I wanted to do a powerlifting competition, which is um, squat, bench, and deadlift. Well, the thing is that time I only ever did deadlift once yeah and that's how I hooked back up with Marcel even though at that time me and him had already became friends yeah pretty you know you were friends. over in February for the the Super Bowl and that's kind of what really launched the friendship I feel like yeah our kids connected and that yeah. that helped you and me and our wives kind of get that yeah. like oh okay these are good people and boom and it, it's like blossomed. Uh, uh, over my time I've become a lot more social and less like introverted so it's it's mm-hmm. easier for me to be social and like make friends my wife is still someone that, like, she's not, like, introverted, but, like, she is very selective of friendships. Mm-hmm. And so when she connects with somebody, like your wife or, uh, you know, other people, 
um, it's like it's a special thing. It's a very important thing to her, you yeah. know, because she treats those people with uh, a lot of love and respect. So it was it was really awesome, and I think that was the biggest thing for me too. It's like, oh, good, my wife's connecting with somebody. We're good to go. <laughs> so that that's that's basically kind of my. Uh, I mean, I could go way deeper, and I took a little longer than I actually wanted it to. But that that's a quick little like how it got you know how I got to where I am now. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I still have goals. Um, I've got a an idea for my next goal. I don't know if I really want to do it yet, so I'm not going to announce it on here until I until we finally decide. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not even going to make that decision until after the meet. Definitely after the meet, mm -hmm. and then see where I go from there. Uh, mm -hmm. But my the best opinion I can have for somebody about fitness is three th three kind of three things. One have a goal. If you don't have a goal, it really makes it hard. You've got nothing to strive for. Nothing to look forward to. You don't have this stake out there and say, I'm going to get there. Two is if you're wanting to find a place to get out and do something like that, find something that works for you. Find somewhere where you feel comfortable to work out in. Um, that was always my issue. I, I the best place other than, you know before all this the only place I ever felt comfortable actually working out in like at, in the gym with weights was when I was in Iraq lived in Sergeant Lee um, you know because it was just us in there and I don't know that that just worked for me um, and then three is having a positive attitude because I still get ruined on that last week. I forgot what day it was. I, but one day I went to the gym, and I literally think I spent 15 minutes in the gym. Mm -hmm. I got pissed off at. I don't know why. I was getting aggravated. Mm -hmm. um, I did. I and it was a chest day. And I started with bench, and I did my warm up weight. I did my second warm up weight. Got pissed off. I don't know why. I just didn't have a positive attitude. I was like, you know what? If I stay here, this is not going to be a good workout. So I unracked. I went home. Finished out the rest of my day. The next day, woke up, felt better. That night when I went to the gym, I redid chest day because I only, I mean, it's not, I didn't do a full chest day. I just did a couple warm up work exercises. And guess what? I had an awesome freaking workout. Yeah. Those days happen. I went for a new PR, didn't make it, but I went for a new PR because I was feeling great. Yeah. So, but well, I think the key there was like, at least you showed up. You know, I tried to show yeah, up, yeah, but once I got there, I realized I wasn't positive that day, and I didn't let that like make me want to not come back. I realized because if I, I'm pretty sure if I would have stayed in there that day, and tried to do the workout, it'd been a shitty workout, but no motivation, no no effort, and they're probably because I've done that before, and then the next day I probably wouldn't have went. Period. And so, yeah, those are my three: a goal, a place you like. And being positive about it. Yeah. And again, I just want to say one more time, a little shout out to my wife that she was Boost. my motivation for me to better myself. Um, because not only am I, to me, not only am I bettering myself physically, but I'm bettering myself everywhere else. Mm -hmm. Because I'm working out, I'm feeling better. More motivated and want to do more things, and I feel like I'm just you know 
like like they say like Seth says mm-hmm. I ain't got no problems I just got more work to do yeah and that's really where I feel where I am is I don't have any more problems I just gotta I got I gotta do my work I gotta do I got house shit to do I got housework yard work gotta hit the gym just boom 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 and like my sister-in-law is staying with us um and she's no she sees how we live our life and she's like you guys are crazy how do you find time to take care of two little kids work full-time jobs still go to the gym still come home cook dinner and it's like you know i i thought there you know i see other people who i feel like are doing way more and we're like and why can't we do that but Mm-hmm. It's just where we are, and that's how that we we motivate or try to motivate each other um, to do the best we can. Yeah. So, oh man, we we hit it. Yeah, that was a lot. That went a little bit more than we thought. I think. Well, but you know, I think it's all right. You know, what I think are we, we, what are we at? Uh, hour twenty. You okay, know? so yeah. a little less than less. I mean, we were at an hour and a half last time. Yeah. You know, and even that, I think the last ten or fifteen minutes with that was just supplement talk. Yeah. You know, which we don't have to. Do, we're not going to do this time, but. No. Oh, what a day, man! It's Monday. Been good weather. It's oh been man, too. Fantastic. Sunday gorgeous. Saturday wasn't bad. It was just wet. Um, but yeah, today was like I was uh, working with a buddy, laying some hardwood floor in a in a pretty big open room, and we just had the doors and windows open. And it was like freaking gorgeous. Yeah, we turned AC off today. Had windows open. It was. My wife did not do that. So <laughs> my bill will always be high. But if that thermo- th- if that thermostat drops below or above sixty eight, I'll I'll flip a table. <laughs> right. But uh, anyway, uh, I think we're just gonna call it right there, man. Uh, I think my wife has just tried to text me and be like, "Stop making out with Kevin, and come home." I'm like, "Look, babe, this is just all I got right now. <laughs> it's been a long day." Gym spouse. Gym spouse. Um, hey, yeah, you know what? Find a place you like to go and find it. Find a gym spouse. Okay. Don't you know? Just simple. Just figure it out. Alright, anyway, thank you guys. You have a good evening. Uh, yeah, we usually do these in the morning. Just our schedules today had, had to be uh, had to be in the evening. So, yeah. anyway, y'all have a good one. Uh, look forward to more content. Again, unless schedules conflict or something happens, we're pretty much now just going to do this every Monday. Yeah, and I think hopefully so. upload speeds be that what they will, and who chooses to review us longer, it'll be up by Wednesday. So... That's- plan at least if everything works so i'm gonna have another late night and i'm gonna get this kind of up and rolling hopefully i'll have that 9-11 special sometime up this week if the powers that be will allow it but anyway thank you all so much and you have a good day